please join me in the prayer for elimination. Let us pray. Holy God, author of life, through the power of your Holy Spirit, may we hear and understand what your word has to tell us today. Amen. Our scripture today comes from Acts chapter 9, verses 17 through 22. Hear these words. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on your way here, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoked this name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests? Saul became increasingly more powerful and co-founded that the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. The word of God for the people of God. As I was preparing for today's message, my parents suggested I begin with an ancient riddle from 2,500 years ago. My mother thought everyone would know the answer, but just in case, I'm going to ask it anyway. Which creature has one voice, yet becomes four-footed, then two-footed, then three-footed? And, for the Aggies in the sanctuary, I'll go a bit slower and read it a second time. <laughs> Which creature has one voice, yet becomes four-footed, two-footed, then three-footed? I'll give the answer in a few minutes, but first, I'm going to talk about how I've grown in faith in confirmation class. In the scripture today, we learned about Saul's transformation into Paul how he went from wanting to arrest and perhaps kill all Jesus' disciples to becoming one. He was called upon by Jesus to go into the city and obeyed immediately. Saul went on to be baptized, be named Paul, and have strong faith in Jesus. The most prolific writer in the New Testament had a transformation. You can think of a transformation as growth or change on steroids. Jesus was the catalyst of Saul's transformation and likewise the catalyst of our change. Saul became the Apostle Paul by growing in his faith toward Jesus. But just like most people, Saul had to grow his faith. Let's look at faith like the development stages of a baby. Before a baby can walk, they must learn how to crawl. And before they can run, they must learn how to walk. As an example, I practiced a lot of hours in the backyard learning how to hit a baseball. And every year I learned how to hit it farther and harder. Physical growth is accomplished through gradual changes sort of like stair steps. But how do we grow mentally? Just like physical growth, our mental growth is typically accomplished by gradual steps. For example, when I was in kindergarten, I had to learn how to do addition and subtraction of one digit numbers before addition and subtraction of two digit numbers. I learned multiplication and division before learning algebra this year, and only after mastering algebra can we succeed in calculus. Of course, this is church, so we're not here to talk about math or baseball. I came here to talk about spiritual growth and change. We, the confirmation class of 2019, met almost every Sunday at 3.30 p.m., starting at September. Each Sunday, we would spend an hour learning about the Bible, 
the Christian lifestyle, the Holy Trinity, and the Methodist Church. But growing our knowledge is not enough. And as the book of James teaches us, faith without works is dead. Faith requires action. The confirmation class served at the pumpkin patch, the food pantry, and facilitated two church services, including today's and Easter's. By the way, it really makes me appreciate the pastors who do this every week. <laughs> On page 707 in the hymnal, there is a hymn that my mother really does not like, but my dad does. <laughs> it is the hymn of promise, and it speaks quite a bit about growth. In the bulb, there is a flower, and the seed, an apple tree. In our front yard, there is a very large bur oak tree. In my hand, I'll hold an acorn for it. An acorn just like this changed into that oak tree but it took many years. Like the acorn, I have been slowly growing into a new creation in Christ. It requires patience because most of us do not have a sudden transformation like Paul had 2,000 years ago. Our progress is more like arithmetic than algebra than calculus. Just like everyone in the congregation, each of us has an opportunity to wake up, do God's will, and by doing so, grow closer to God. I realize this will not be easy and require a daily commitment to walk with Jesus. One of the things I've learned in the past months is that although there may be times I stray in commitment to this path, I know Jesus will never give up his love for me. As I reflected on how I, someone in eighth grade, has grown academically, a few of these ideas may be relevant to how we grow spiritually. To be a successful learner, you must have a teacher. In case of the 12 disciples, the teacher was Jesus. And in case of us, our teacher was Anthony. And for us to continue to grow spiritually, we must also be willing to listen and learn and apply the teachings of Jesus in our lives. Easier said than done, though. In addition to a teacher, we need feedback and accountability. As someone in eighth grade, I really need feedback, although sometimes I don't like it. This feedback can come in forms of tests, homework, and my personal favorite, report cards. <laughs> in confirmation class, Anthony provided us with marbles and golf balls as feedback. You can ask him after the service for more details. My question for all of us is, what are the report cards in, all faith, in our faith? In other words, can we put a score on our prayer lives or Bible reading, etc.? If so, what grade would you receive for your faith? This brings us back to the riddle. Which creature has one voice, yet becomes four-footed, then two-footed, then three-footed? The answer, of course, according to Oedipus, is man, who crawls on all fours as a baby, then walks on two feet as an adult, then uses a walking stick in old age. As I physically grow older, I hope that I also mature in my spiritual life. Our confirmation today is not the end, is not the beginning of an end, it is simply the end of the beginning. From the past will come the future, what it holds a mystery, unrevealed into its season, something God alone can see. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.